Do you feel guilty for wanting to leave your marriage? Do you fear judgment about making the decision for initiating a divorce? Do you feel like it's your fault your family unit is no longer together? Well, let's be honest. Many women are done before they are done in their marriage, which means that if you're the one who initiated the divorce, it means that you're ready to move on and you don't feel bad about it at all, right? Wrong. That is not always the case. This is Divorce and Determined AF, the show that supports women with the information they need to know before, during, and beyond divorce. My name is Jamie Milam, and I am determined to empower you to live the life that you desire and deserve by making informed decisions and taking aligned action through the power of awareness. When we recognize the guilt that we're feeling, we can then move into understanding it and dismantling it, which will empower us to navigate the divorce journey more peacefully. But how exactly do we dismantle it? Well, today I'm going to first share with you why so many women feel guilt within their divorce and provide you some actionable steps you can take to gradually release the burden of guilt and embrace the path to healing and real self-discovery. Quick reminder, though, before we get started, that we have so many more resources available to you in our growing resource center, which you can access for free at peaceofmindivorce.info. Now, let's get started. Divorce is an overwhelming process that most of us did not know how to navigate until we were in the thick of it, which can cost us a lot more time, money, and energy than necessary. Divorced and Determined AF hopes to change that. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. I'm a realtor and a certified divorce specialist who not only works with divorcing couples when selling their home, but I am also divorced and I know firsthand how much having thorough resources would positively impact women for years to come. I'm bringing together fellow divorcees and experts working in the field to talk about this private taboo topic, all with the goal to help you feel prepared, educated, assured, confident, and empowered to make informed decisions related to your divorce journey. So whether you're just now considering a divorce, in the midst of it, or are now navigating a new norm and are determined AF to do it your way, this is your safe space. You deserve it. Welcome back, ladies. I am so glad that you're here. Let me tell you, We're going to talk about guilt today because it is so common to experience guilt when ending a marriage. Even if you are not the one who initiated it, or even if your spouse was unfaithful, you can still experience guilt. Society seems to have like this belief that guilt and fault are intertwined, especially when it comes to the dissolution of a marriage, right? Whether it's societal perception or just our own projections, We seem to assign blame to ourselves as women for not being able to hold the family together as if we hold the sole responsibility for that or as if our worth is solely defined by our ability to maintain a marriage. But let's set the record straight, right? Guilt and fault are not synonymous, especially in the context of divorce. And we really need to let go of this heavy burden. Now, is it common? Absolutely. But is there a way through it? Absolutely. I mean, guilt is a complex emotion that arises from this perception of having done something wrong or failing to meet expectations. But we have to remember that relationships 
they're a two-way street. And the breakdown of a marriage is rarely the fault of one party alone. Obviously, marital issues stem from a multitude of factors, including communication breakdown, compatibility issues, and changing life circumstances, right? Our seasons change. Blaming yourself or just one party even for these complex dynamics, it's really not fair or even accurate. But it would be remiss of me to not point out that we as women, we're often burdened with this feeling of guilt when it comes to initiating divorce, especially if there are children involved. Society seems to cast judgment on mothers who decide to end a marriage, assuming that you know, we're selfish or we're failing in our maternal duties, or maybe we have too high of standards or expectations. But I really believe that we have got to dismantle this damaging stereotype because it really undermines a woman's agency to make decisions that are in her best interest and the best interest of her children. And if we feel a pressure to stay in something, even when it feels so far out of alignment within us, Well, we just end up compounding the issue because we're sending internal signals to ourselves that we don't value our needs and we don't find ourselves worthy of honoring them. The truth is that divorce is sometimes the healthiest and most empowering choice a woman can make. I mean, the same would go for a man, sure. You know, staying in a toxic or an unfulfilling marriage can have devastating emotional and psychological effects on both women, their children, and even their partner. I mean, I have yet to have a conversation with anyone and hear them say, yeah, everything has been going great, but you know, I just woke up one day and said, nah, I don't want this for myself or for my family anymore. I'm out. (laughs) No, ma'am. We are all like, it's just been a buildup of things over the years. And while, yeah, it's not uncommon for one partner to feel like they were blindsided by the request for a divorce, but the truth is that's just a part of the denial stage of the emotional process. The other aspect here, though, that can play into the feelings of guilt is that even if you both have been doing the work together to improve your marriage, such as couples counseling or marriage therapy, The likelihood that your wider circle of friends and family knowing that you're doing that work is probably pretty slim. And then let's just add on to this extra layer that when somebody finds out that you are going through divorce and they say, oh, I'm so sorry. And you say, well, you know, I actually am the one that initiated it. And then you have guilt that somebody is wanting you to feel sad in that moment. And this can come in waves, you guys. So it, it can seem like a shock to people outside of your marriage. And often because we want to protect our children and sometimes even our spouse, we don't share the details. And y'all, it's my belief that we shouldn't, nor should we be made to feel that we need to, which can have an effect of making you feel like you're minimizing the decision or making it carelessly if you're the one initiating the separation or divorce. In fact, I think that very effect is why some people feel compelled to spill the details, to essentially feel validated in the decision. And just for clarity here, I'm not speaking of infidelity here by your partner. While 
that was not the reason for my divorce. And I can understand why it would be the knee jerk response when divorce comes up because you are feeling hurt and you feel wronged, rightfully so. So you kind of want to spill that that's the reason why you're getting a divorce. I, I get that. But I do still believe that we should each show up in a manner that doesn't drag ourselves or others through the mud, especially if they are a parent to our children, because you don't want your kids to feel that energy from you. You don't want them to hear in hindsight how you were showing up maybe in a nasty way. While this thing was done to you, and yes, it can certainly be argued that it feels like it was also done to your children as a byproduct, your kids shouldn't feel any pressure to love one parent less because of the marital issues between two adults. But I digress, right? So where I was going with this is when it comes as a, quote, shock to people outside of your marriage or outside of your inner circle, the truth is you and your partner know that you have been having issues, even if that's meant putting on a good face when you're socializing with friends or family. I'll tell you, for me, we'd been feeling the disconnect. We had started marriage therapy in late 2019, continued that through the COVID months of 2020, and having to do that virtually, by the way, really had its emotional challenges at times. But we ended it probably about a year after it began. A few months before it ended, a couple of things had occurred that made me feel like I needed to seek out an individual therapist. And I really think that that was warranted. Um, within my own individual therapy, I felt like I was able to go deeper within on my issues. And my therapist has always done a great job of keeping the focus of any emotional distress on exploring what it's telling me about myself and my needs and understanding the stories of my past experiences and how they're contributing to these emotions that I'm feeling on the surface level. But Doing all of that work on myself and then doing all of the work that we were doing together was really becoming too overwhelming. And I was really scared that I was nearing a true nervous breakdown. And after sharing that in a couple's therapy session one day, we all decided it was probably a good idea to take a break. But then it would really only be a few months later after we ended marriage therapy that I would sit down with my husband and tell him, for the first time, that I wanted a separation. But nobody really knew that. That was in November. And after an entire afternoon and evening of discussion, I was so damn sad, y'all. And he was still so damn supportive. I mean, I can vividly remember laying on my living room floor in front of the fireplace with my headphones in, stupidly listening to my normal playlist that had all of our songs on it, and just silently crying. And he came to me, he brought me a pillow, and he silently laid down next to me, and he signaled to ask if I would share one of my earpieces with him, and I did, with tears streaming down my face quietly. And he just reached over and held my hand, and all I could think was, what the fuck is my problem? What is wrong with me? How can he be here like this and I am still not happy? What is wrong with me? I also thought that if I was that emotional about it, 
was that a sign that I wasn't ready to call it quits? So I felt like I needed to sleep on it. And again, this was back in November of that year. We had already planned a family trip for Thanksgiving. And yeah, I felt guilty that I would be taking that away from all of us. So the next day we talked again and decided that we had laid it all out on the table. We both knew where we stand and we were going to work harder at putting in the effort together to reconnect. The holidays came and of course, life gets put on the back burner during the hustle and bustle, especially with family that's visiting. So fast forward to the first weekend in February, we were following through with our newly committed goal of having a monthly date night. It was a disaster, y'all, for a multitude of reasons. And it ended even worse once we got home. And again, I don't need to share the details of what was happening that evening, but the week that followed was one of those that you could just feel the tension in the air. You are avoiding speaking to one another It wasn't great at all. Well, about a week goes by and my husband landed in the hospital with a very serious yet unknown at the time, unknown illness. It was absolutely terrifying. When someone that you care about is in the hospital and the doctors are running all sorts of tests and scans and they don't know what is wrong, it is definitely worrisome. I mean, he needed multiple blood transfusions, 15 bags, in fact, over about a three-week period or so. Now, go back and listen to any of my previous episodes, and you will quickly learn that I am a person who is pretty damn determined to figure stuff out that is important to me. I had charts and records of my own, of all of his stats. I was reaching out to former contacts in the medical field for second opinions. I was nonstop trying to find clues that would help us figure out what the hell was going on. I had friends and neighbors bringing by dinners, my team members picking up the slack in our business for me, his family that I was trying to keep updated, and all the meanwhile, in my heart and in my gut. I just knew I was done with my marriage. It was something I could feel in my core, but I still very much wanted to see him pull through. I hated to see that he wasn't able to get any dang rest in that hospital. He was clearly worried, but putting on a brave face. And maybe part of me needed him to open up fully to me instead of just being brave. But I mean, I can't really pinpoint that, nor could I say that it would have changed the overall result at all. Nonetheless, I felt absolutely terrible on the inside. Knowing what I did about how I'm feeling about my marriage And yet trying my hardest to put this face on for anyone on the outside, including him and my son. I think in my heart, I knew that a crisis like this is one of those where you realize, oh, nothing else matters. Let's put all of this other bullshit to the side because I just absolutely cannot live without you. But that's not how I felt, even if I wished I had. And yeah, I felt freaking guilty about that. Now, 
Let me be utterly clear so that there is no room for speculation here. I did not whatsoever have the opposite feelings. I did not wish harm on him. I am not a terrible person, but I felt terrible for not melting away all of my worries and concerns for our marital connection. And I think I instead poured that part of me into the problem-solving part of his medical challenge, just really wanting to see him come out of it okay. And it felt like it was something that I could put my focus on, which thankfully the doctors finally were able to diagnose and treat his condition to a point where he could be discharged and then follow up with specialists on an ongoing manner. And I am so grateful that his mother was here by this point to assist with everything because it was also overwhelming. But even that was one of these telling signs for me that further affirmed how I was feeling. The tension in the environment when he came back home was palpable, especially given the direct comparison of when he wasn't home. And I could see it on her face. I could tell she was feeling it. I could tell she was noticing it. And so it was like, I am, I'm not crazy. There's so much disconnect and tension here. And I also knew that this was the, this was the energy I was putting out too. I mean, it takes two, y'all. So fast forward a couple of weeks. And when his mother left... I told him that I wanted a divorce. Y'all, I felt like shit. All around, I felt like shit. I felt like shit feeling like he would think or feel like I was abandoning him in a time of need and somewhat of a crisis. I felt like shit for the same feeling of what that might be modeling for my son. I felt bad for accepting the meal train from our friends and neighbors. I felt bad for accepting any of the help that they were offering. And if I'm honest, I automatically felt like crap for the perception that I assumed other people would have. My husband's diagnosis and therefore his prognosis would require a lifestyle change. And I thought for sure that people would think that I just wasn't willing to be supportive in it. I thought others would judge me and think that I was abandoning him and that it was just too much for me. I literally had to keep reminding myself that no one, absolutely no one else though, had been living in our four walls. No one else was a part of the discussion that we had after our date night the week before he went into the hospital. No one else knew that I had already felt that in my body before the doctors gave a diagnosis or a prognosis. No one else knew that we'd already had a discussion of separation just three months prior. But I knew. And it was my body and my feelings and my knowing that I would be ignoring if I let those fears and worries dictate my decision. I knew that I couldn't ignore what had became so clear to me. It's not like I just decided, oh, this is going to be too hard. No, we were already putting in the work to something that was disjointed and distant. 
we were already trying to give this kind of final push after the discussion of separation. This was just my my last everything. I had no more that I could give if I was going to have any chance at all of an amicable split. Of course, I felt the most guilt over feeling like I was taking away the opportunity for my son to have a family. It was the thing that kept me fighting for our marriage. It was the deeper route to choosing marriage therapy over just calling it quits. I brought my son into this world as a single mother, and I really and truly wanted to give him something more. I've gone my entire life not knowing my biological father, and the majority of my life not having full-time parents who are an active and present part of my life, and I was really determined to give my son a different experience. But was he getting that just because we were still married? Was he getting the best versions of either of us? I don't think so. Not when you could feel the tension in the air. Not when the energy is straight sucked out of you. The moment that you walk through your door, no matter how good of a day that you had had and the intention that you brought home with you. Not when you are barely saying anything to each other and you're existing in separate rooms in your house the majority of the time. When you're just going through the motions to get through them, how is that being fully present? How is that your best self? And is that the best version that you want to offer to your kids? And that, my friends, is what kept me together in my head. That and therapy. My determination for giving my son this version of a life that I felt like is what I was supposed to do now changed to being determined to make the most of the time with him and give him the best and most present version of me that I could before he heads off to college, which at the time would just be four summers remaining. So let's talk about what you can do to dismantle the guilt that you might be feeling. First, girlfriend, have some self-compassion. Remember that you are not alone in experiencing the emotional roller coaster of divorce. Treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer a dear friend or a family member going through a tough time. I want you to acknowledge your pain and let go of that self-blame. Don't try to shove it away with thoughts of, well, you're the one who wanted this. That is not what you would say to your best friend or your sister, or your child. Just because you wanted this, meaning that you honored your deeper needs, doesn't mean that you're not allowed to experience or express pain over this loss. You are deserving of love and understanding and connection, especially from yourself. Second, seek some support, girlfriend. Reach out to friends, family, or a therapist who can provide a safe space for you to express your feelings without judgment. 
Sharing your thoughts and your emotions with trusted individuals can be incredibly therapeutic. People who recognize that your emotions, they might be a bit up and down. You are allowed to ride that roller coaster. There is no right or wrong way, best timeline, or any of that in terms of how to navigate this. For me, throughout our marriage, throughout our separation, and even now beyond our divorce, having that dedicated session each week with my therapist allows me to know that I will have a safe space to explore whatever comes up throughout the week. In that space, I can vent. I can be vulnerable. I can scream cry. I have a compartment that I can really get into without judgment, without guilt, and with knowing that it means that I am not ignoring my authentic emotions. I am holding space for them. And in doing so, it allows me to show up more patient and more peacefully in other areas of my life. So remember, seeking support is not a sign of weakness, but a testament to your strength and recognizing your own needs. Third, let's redefine success. I want you to shift your perspective. Instead of defining success solely through the lens of a long-lasting marriage, consider what it means for you to thrive as an individual. Just as I had decided that my new version of success meant to show up a happier and more present mom to my son, you can now create a new version for yourself too. Maybe it's that You want to create a deeper relationship with family or your girlfriends, or maybe it's the same, right? You want to be more present and you want to show up in a happier space for your kids. Maybe it's that you want to work through a bucket list, right? That might be what thriving as an individual means to you. Success can be found in your own personal growth. It can be found in, you know, a newfound independence and your ability to Provide a stable and loving environment for yourself and for your children if that's applicable. Next, practice some mindfulness and self-care. These are essential tools for healing. Mindfulness allows you to stay present in the moment and accept your emotions without judgment. Acknowledge them. Name them. Validate them. There's no need for logic here. They are real simply because you are feeling them. Nurture and comfort yourself in those moments. By the way, the same can be said here even for happy emotions and experiences. Stay present in those and acknowledge them and validate them, right? Engage in activities that nurture your well-being, which for you might be meditation or yoga or journaling, spending time in nature, reconnecting with a favorite music genre. Okay, yeah, the, the last one there is totally mine. I mean, I do journal regularly. It's very helpful and therapeutic for me. And I do love the beach. It is a peaceful place for me. But after my divorce, I began going to EDM shows by myself, which was reconnecting with music, music that I used to love in the past, and the way that it makes my soul feel. And I've done this so much so that I've gone to numerous shows by myself, even traveling for them. So taking care of yourself physically and emotionally can really help you regain your strength 
and resilience. So I want you to practice that mindfulness, and I certainly want you to make space for self-care. And lastly, reframe your story. I want you to challenge the narrative that you are solely to blame for the divorce. Even in those moments that we don't have to have logic, that we're just acknowledging it, recognize that relationships are a two-way street and both parties contribute to their dynamics. Own your parts because, again, it's a two-way street. But own your part in a manner that aims for positive growth. Understand that choosing divorce can be an act of courage and self-preservation, especially if the marriage was unhealthy or toxic. Reframe your story as one of empowerment and growth, where you're taking the steps towards a brighter and more fulfilling future. You're not ignoring the parts that could have been done better, but instead shift the thinking to one that means that you're choosing to do the work on you so that you can be a better version of you for yourself and for those in your life and anyone who may come into it down the road. Ladies, dismantling guilt is a journey that it may take some time, but it is a journey worth embarking. It doesn't mean that it might not creep up on you when you see a father and son playing catch together or when you have drop-offs or when you see couples walking down the beach together holding hands. But I want you to hold on to the new definition of success that you have and the new story that you're aiming for. And by all means, sister, know that you are not in this alone. And this was not all of your doing by yourself. We all play a part in our relationships. How do you want to show up in your next one? How do you want your next partner to show up? What would you like for communication and connection to look like? Now, go do that work on yourself, for yourself, so that you can learn to be her now. I believe in you, babe. And I am determined AF with you to feel the same thing for myself. Well, that's a wrap for today, ladies. So let's do a quick recap. It's understandable that you may feel some guilt through different parts of this journey, but by no means is that directly synonymous with fault. You can gradually release the burden of guilt by practicing self-compassion, seeking support, redefining what success means to you, nurturing your well-being with mindfulness and self-care, and really and truly reframing your story. This is how you embrace the path to healing and self-discovery. You have the strength within you to overcome the emotional challenges of divorce and to emerge stronger on the other side. So do it for you. And don't forget, if you're in need of some more support, we are regularly adding a multitude of different divorce-related resources and inspiration over in the resource library at peaceofmindivorce.info. So sign up for free to access the full resource center. The link is in the show notes.